Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 87 of Those Muckrakers. I'm Pete. 24 little hours brings the spring and the flowers where there used to be rain. What a difference a day makes. And the difference is Trump stupidly confessing to crimes. And I'm Pat. You know, if you were a little meaner and angrier, you'd have the same, like, work ethic as, like, Frank Sinatra. Uh, well, it's, you know, it's funny, because, like, just last podcast, we were like, it's done, impeachment is dead, it'll never happen, and then all of a sudden, like, just to fuck with us, it happened. Well, it hasn't happened, but... It, it, it he... has happened. She had, they have formally issued articles of impeachment. So, um, um, let, yeah, rewinding back last podcast... I named it King Trump is above the law because my hopes were shattered. I was like, this, this is it. We're, um, we're done here because Trump just keeps committing impeachable offenses, such as with the wall. He said, go ahead and break all the law. Go ahead, folks, break all the laws you want. If it'll get the wall fixed a little bit quicker. Uh, don't worry. I'll pardon you when you do. And I'm like, that's an impeachable offense. And that's an impeachable offense. And that, and oh my God, look at all these fucking impeachable offenses. And, Nothing. The one little thing that leaked from the Democrats was Nancy Pelosi saying that she's never going to impeach him. That's never going to happen. You can link that to the press if you want, she said. And so that was it. Like King Trump, he is king and he is above the law. He is the law and no justice will ever be seen in this country. And then like two fucking days later... Nancy Pelosi stood up to say that they have formally uh, begun to issue articles of impeachment against the motherfucker. Which was great because there was a news story where he called Nancy and like talked to her. Um, he's like, hey, is there any way we can cut a deal? And she's like, yeah, you could release the tapes and the uh, transcripts. And then later on when she filed impeachment things, he's like, I thought we had a deal. Yeah, so... Uh, you can tell that Trump knows that. Look, first of all, there's such an astronomical amount of news that came out about this. Like, it is moving so fast. Uh, it started at uh, 5.30 p.m. on Tuesday, uh, 9.24.19, right? That's when impeachment actually begun, the impeachment of Donald J. Trump. And since then, so much has happened. From the White House came up with like their strategy on how to combat this, to them stupidly sending uh, their plan to Bernie Sanders, who immediately tweeted it out, to Trump calling up Nancy Pelosi and offering to um, endorse any gun legislation that she wanted to put forth in exchange for her dropping all this. Like He is trying to bribe her. He's trying to do anything that he can to get this to stop. And he is freaking out on Twitter and melting down constantly, like just today. He sent out all caps tweets about, um, you know, Democrats and uh, what was it? AOC plus three are all savages and do nothings, etc., etc. And he's trying to encourage civil war. And he's saying Republicans stay, stay strong. We're going to fight. We're going to play their game, etc. He is. This is insane how quickly this is all happening. Yeah. But first, uh, before we because we're going to do a lot of stuff on impeachment. Um, I wanted to get into uh, Greta Thunberg news. Right. You know, that was that was the other thing we were going to do. We were just going to tease the impeachment after the song and then say, um, but more on that later. And then we we're going to go into Greta and everything else and then get back to it. So we, basically, our, our, we, we, we had production plans, peoples, but we fucked them all up. <laughs> so basically, uh, Greta Thunberg is this 16 year old climate activist from uh, Sweden who, like, it's really cool. She's leading this huge movement to, like, really address climate change since no one else is. And Fox News, of course, because the are their corporate overlords are the ones that stand to lose money right. if we address climate change, uh, began attacking her. And they had this guy, uh, what's his name, Michael J. Knowles. Uh, I have a quote here. Uh, he's in trouble now, but he said, uh, end quote, uh, this on Fox News, none of that matters because the climate hysteria movement is not about science. Knowles said, if it were about science, it would be led by scientists rather than politicians and mentally and a mentally ill Swedish child who is being exploited by her parents on the international left. So she is on the autism spectrum. Hmm. So um, he just wants to uh, insult someone that has autism then? Basically, he's attacking a 16-year-old autistic child who's going, hey, we should fix the planet because we're all going to die. Anyway, 
uh, Fox News apologized and like they won't have him back on, but that's what they do. They get somebody on to say some wackadoo shit, some really awful, repugnant stuff, and then they get rid of them, and then they just get someone else to do the same thing. So there's no shortage of Michael J. Knowles in the world for Fox News to have come on and insult yeah. a sick. Like, you know what? What were you doing when you were 16? When I was 16? Um, yeah. Crikey. Uh, that was the. No, I'd gotten contacts the previous year. I was 16. I think that's when I first started um, collecting Pokemon cards. So you're collecting Pokemon cards. Uh, I was busy drinking as much as I could on the weekends and contributing nothing to society. And here is this 16-year-old girl that has quit school to go around and be a climate activist. Oh, yeah. I didn't become an alcoholic till I was 19. I'm a late bloomer. Well, I made a side-by-side comparison chart between Greta Thunberg and Michael J. Knowles. Michael J. Knowles is 29. Greta Thunberg is... She's either 15 or 16. Michael J. Yoles went to, Knowles went to Yale for acting. Greta Thunberg quit school to go around the planet and address climate change. Michael J. Knowles, uh, I have uh, um, this this thing here. Um, oh, what do I call this? Uh, is um, oh, what's the word? I don't want to say derangement. Oh, uh, mental or mental or physical handicaps, right? Greta right. Thunberg has Aspergers and like OCD. Michael J. Knowles praises Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as what their jobs are, he's a failed actor that's now a cultural commentator. She's a fucking activist. Right. So there was a great article I saw on this. It was something like U.S. Perplexed at um kid that doesn't want the world to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was an Onion article, of course. But at the same time, it really hit at the heart of the issue, which is just a bunch of old people that are about to die anyway can't understand why the youth today wants this world to continue to last past another 10 years or so. Yeah, a fucking... The fact that you're attacking a child who's like, yeah, hey, live by science. Yeah, the scientists do lead it, and they're in on it. And the scientists are like, yeah, the science is really bad. Like, yeah, I mean, they can't, they can't admit that there's real science behind it because their stance is and always has been that it's all just some fictitious thing that the left is doing for some, for some reason. Well, I don't someone, know. Like, they've never explained a, why what meme, the left's trying to get. But I saw a meme that brought up a great point. The point goes, so imagine for a moment that the whole climate change thing is a hoax, right? Right. What is? What are the people that are pushing the climate change stuff? If they're a hoax, what are they pushing for? Uh, it, you know, basically improving our environment and, like, the world. So, worst case scenario, they've created a climate change hoax to fix the environment. Oh, you got me. Clean air and clean water. Ooh, you damn leftists. Like, that's the best case. That's, that's worst case scenario. All these scientists got together and go... We got to make a giant hoax, and what we're going to do is we're going to trick people into living better and treating their planet better. God damn liberal leftists <laughs> yeah, don't want right? me drinking lead in my water. <laughs> they just they want us all to be healthy and eat a mostly plant-based diet and clean water and clean air for everyone. Psychos, yeah. So yeah, that's the that's the li- if you believe that that's got to be the liberals' end game. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that is that is their ultimate plan. I just can't imagine anybody Dastardly like... Dastardly bastards. It's just weird, like, trying to character assassinate a 15-year-old who is more mature and responsible than I've ever been in my whole life. Yeah. She's devoting her life to fixing climate change. I work a mile from my house and I drive every day. Hmm. I'm just saying. So, Greta, we're, we're, I'd like to also become the unofficial podcast of Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg and the notorious AOC, plus three, as uh, Trump calls her now. Yeah. Um, so, in uh, uh, yeah, do you want to get into weird Dear Wesley news? Let's do a Dear Wesley. I, I need I need a pick-me-up after thinking about how the old people are trying to kill everyone because, let's face it, their ultimate goal is just to squeeze every last penny they can out of uh, the big oil companies. Like, that's it. Uh, the old companies are going to go the way of the dinosaurs, which they're, you know exploiting to get their oil in the first place and just disappear soon well it says dear wesley inevitably will fall apart like that money train is coming to an end okay let's let's jump on to dear wesley dear wesley my husband and i have become friends with another couple and have gotten together with them on several times either at one another's homes or by going out each time over the course of the evening the wife begins trying to pick a fight with her husband She speaks to him in a belittling manner, her voice dripping with sarcasm, and points out what she sees as his shortcomings, and even though he ignores her, she doesn't stop. As you can imagine, this makes for a really uncomfortable time for my husband and me to the point where we no longer want to socialize with them as a couple. 
My husband thinks we should just continue to ignore her venting. I want to tell her either that we uh, now charge for the couple's therapy or that she's going to continue. She'll have to go home or we will if we're out together. Uh, dear Wesley, what do I do? I start complaining right back at her. Whenever she starts to vent and belittle, just do the same right back. See if uh, see if she walks her ass out of the room instead. That way, you don't have to actually you don't have to take any action. You force her to take action. Um, I think I would just like I don't know, man. I don't like being around people like that. So I think I would <laughs> yeah. just I quietly disassociate. Yeah, like that's what I would want to do. But if my significant other keeps saying no, no, let's let's keep hanging out with these two, then I might feel like compelled to keep showing up anyway. Like whether I'm uncomfortable around them or not. You gotta remember, man. You were raised what, Methodist? Uh, yeah. I was raised Baptist. Baptist will quietly disassociate with you over, and they'll never tell you why. To the point where, like a a group of Baptists will leave and start a whole other church in a new building across the street to disassociate with somebody who they have a minor disagreement with. That just happened recently to someone I know. Like, the whole, uh, half, the, half the church just like left over just like the color of the carpet or something weird. Yeah, um, I, I'm just going to like name a bunch of people here because I don't care to come up with like fake names for them. So uh, Benefield's dad's a preacher and he always has been. And right. his church is, I'm pretty sure they're Baptist too, is why I bring this up. It fits so perfectly. Um, so his Baptist dad, who's always been a preacher, he, he also has like a military career and background. He, um, he is a far right person, but he is not a far enough right person for his local church. And his church wants their preacher to be more fire and brimstone and like strongly pro-Trump and anti-Democrat and just like angry, angry, hateful, hate, uh, hate immigrants, hate non-white people, all that stuff. That's what they want from their preacher. Well, but Murray, to be fair, the, the much... stories, the stories that Benefield has told us, like the one time he came home and somebody was banging around in the other room and he was so relieved to find out it was a burglar, not his dad. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty surprised that this church is like, you're not, you're not hard enough for us. Yeah. Like that's who his dad is. His dad always has been a hellfire and brimstone preacher the whole time I knew him, but I stopped knowing him when I was around like 18. Like yeah. a, or around then I stopped going to, um, Benefield's house with you know how whenever you're a teenager you still go to people's houses and their parents yeah, are there and whatever. Yeah, that's gonna be the worst part about being a teenager is you are forced to associate with people you otherwise never would be would. like. Yeah, like fucking middle-aged people who are just like, ah, well they gotta drive us and they gotta chaperone us. And it's like you turn eighteen, you go, oh yeah, I don't talk to any of these people ever again. Yeah, the bit and that's what happened. But um, so <laughs> the whole time I knew him, he was a um a very angry um super hard right person. With Oh, back then I didn't even know the expression hard right. I just knew that he was an asshole, and I knew that certain <laughs> people behave like assholes. And nowadays I'm like, oh, they were just Republicans. I get it now. <laughs> but anyway, but according to Benefield, he said that his dad changed a lot. Like he softened up in his old age, that he's not the hellfire and brimstone preacher he used to be. And that's what his church still wants. But he's like, I just, I don't have it in me anymore. And so they, he had, uh, like, they a, he had a Jacob, he had like a Jacob Marley Scrooge moment where he's just like, change your ways, Bitterfield's dad. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> that's basically what happened. And, uh, his, his Jacob Marley came, his three ghosts came in the night, the um the the ghost of Baptist preachers past, present, and future. Yeah. And um he woke up the next morning and uh bought a Christmas ham for uh Tiny Timothy. So, who, um, so what is, is probably what is, his, is his church just did they all quietly disassociate or did they run him out? Um well what happened was he left and he took like a chunk of the congregation with him that preferred him mm -hmm. over an angrier person. So now they're right. all leaving to just start a new church elsewhere. Yep, 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 and they'll never talk and they'll never really reveal why. Right. So I think what you need to do, our advice to this um dear Wesley person is just quietly disassociate with um this couple and, and, and with take your the, and with your husband and, because he wants to hang out with them still. <laughs> so just yeah. like start a new husband elsewhere. Yeah, I would uh, just don't leave. Don't tell your current one why. I would take the other husband that's getting berated and we would just leave. Um, um be like seems like you other two like each other. We're going to go start a new <laughs> a new uh, a new relationship. Um I mean, it's to the point I was talking to uh, somebody about this last night. Uh, I there are two barber shops I stopped going to and I never told them why because they gave me 
Actually, there's more than two, but there's two that I really like that gave me bad haircuts, and I yeah. just quit going. I just, I've just quietly will never ever go back to that barber shop again. I had a barber that I went to for a while until um, one time they asked how I wanted the back of my haircut, and I'd never been asked that before. And they're like, you know, is uh, in a curve or like straight across? And I'm like, ah, straight across maybe. And so they did it that way, but I'm now I'm self conscious of it because I'd never thought about the back of my hair before. Yeah, so who thinks I'm, about the back of your head? Like, I'm not going to see it. You make your judgment. You're the barber. So I'm sitting in class sometime after that. This is back, you know, of course, whenever I still went to college. I'm sitting in class, and I'm looking around until I spot someone else who has really short-cut hair with the back of it cut straight across. And every time they leaned their hair forward, it made like a weird spike. And I'm like, no, that's how my hair is doing now, isn't it? So now I'm and upset you... at that barber, and I just didn't go back to them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, the person I was talking to last night I was like, why don't you just go in and like ask for a different barber or whatever? And I go, because it's it would be weird, and it's not my way. I would just prefer to never, ever go back and talk to them again. Yeah, it's like, well, why don't you just go back and say you want the, the curve cut? No, I'll tell my new barber I want the curve cut in the back. Yeah, that's not that's not how the Baptist way works, man. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, guess... why I wish. I wish we could all disassociate with the president and just like all just go on about our day with like a second White House and a second president and just never talk to him again. Yeah, I mean, that would be nice if the country... I know that this is like Civil War talk and all that and dividing the country, but maybe we should? It was like the the right seems to want very different things from the left. The left wants the world to survive and thrive and to do really well. You know, they want health care, they want clean air, they want good food. The right seems to want really shitty food. They seem to want oil companies to um, burn the world to the ground with global warming. I don't don't want a civil war. I just... Because civil is too violent. I just want to. I, I want like the elves what? of uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Quiet I want us all just to get on a. Sh- yeah, I want us all to just get on a ship and go to a better place where we'll live forever. I think what you want is uh, instead of the elves, is like the the way the hobbits work. How they just sort of quietly go about their days and don't say anything or bother people. Right, but the elves all just left Middle Earth at one point. They're like goodbye. <laughs> like we're out. I. I except I for those last. Too. Except for those last couple, like Greta Thunberg elves that were like. Fine, we'll stay and help you fight this last battle, but then after this, we're totally going. Cutting his hair while he waits. That's what Peter Crockett hates. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, the second Dear Wesley. So we, for the first one, we say quietly disassociate. Did, did, we didn't give him Wesley's advice, though. Oh, what's what's Wesley's advice? Now, see, here's where things get tricky, because the um, the impulse in me is just to do a simple, oh, watch your out of doors, give them pizza bread, and then they'll be... But I've already done pizza bread before, and I don't want Wesley's advice to always just be the same thing over and over. So maybe it should be, well, what you got to do is uh, you go in there and you get on their computer and you dig up all the really good dirt on them and then you bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) So they're arguing. You're like, that's great. But uh, isn't it weird that your account is overdrawn because you spent $400 uh, at Sephora the other day? And then they get in a big argument about that. And you're like, (laughs) interesting. Uh, You didn't sort your recycling. I noticed that. That's kind of weird. You're going to get fine. Yeah, just bring up all the things they do. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. So the second, second, dear Wesley, uh, dear Wesley, disabled man conceals HIV diagnosis from his parents. Okay. Dear Wesley, I'm a man in my early 30s who was born with a moderately severe form of cerebral palsy. This ability has always been a major part of my life. As a child, I used a wheelchair and had several surgeries on my legs that were traumatic. However, through physical therapy and encouragement of my parents, I was able to learn to do most things on my own. I get my own apartment, I support myself just fine, went to college and on to grad school. The problem is when I was 23, 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with HIV. It was contracted through sex during a time in which I was depressed. It was difficult for me emotionally for a few months, but because of my experience with my disability, I was able to pull myself together pretty quickly. Already right there, I'm like, damn, dude, you got cerebral palsy and HIV? Fuck. Yeah, shit. Uh, He says otherwise he's doing great, but he's not told his parents. They're in their early 60s. And he says they have worked in fields of government where they encountered HIV decades ago, but I don't believe they have any current information about the disease and the effectiveness of the treatment. Should I tell them about my diagnosis? I'm constantly torn between feeling I should be raising awareness, destigmatizing, and fear they aren't going to understand. I'm not sick, I'm not dying, and my life is not ruined. The advances over 30 years have allowed for that, but I still feel like letting them know I'm HIV positive. I feel that letting them know I'm HIV positive would be a burden on them, especially after what... I face with cerebral palsy. Should I tell them or not? No. Just, I mean, it's not... If it's something that could help you out, go for it. If it's something that can help them out, go for it. It's 
but it's not. It's just not, right? Like, it's not going to make anyone's yeah. life better. So, fuck it. They don't need to know. Uh, I kind of disagree, but just, like, on the thing of just, like, if uh, something happens to you, you know what I mean, and they have to make a medical decision, it's mm. better for them to know now than, like, find out at the hospital. You know what I mean? Um and, like, I don't think, if you've had cerebral palsy your whole life, your parents are pretty well, they seem pretty well uh, versed in, like, you know, have it lear- learning to uh, how, to, how to work with somebody with a disability. So I can't imagine that, like, they're going to be like, you are dead to me now, son. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they'll still accept him, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I, think I would tell them just so I had some support from them, you know. But also, man, that sucks. Talk about this, like, drawing, like, the worst hand in poker. I oh, I got nothing but a couple of threes and a and a two. Yeah, well, I got cerebral palsy <laughs> and AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Now I just have to figure out what, uh, what Wesley's advice would be to them. <laughs> fucking, oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, that's I a tough you. one, though. What you got to do is... Uh... Go to your parents and tell them that uh, you have, like, the worst form of cancer in two weeks to live. And then tell them just kidding and that you have HIV. They'll be so relieved <laughs> that they won't even care. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I say go find the couple from the first year, Wesley. And then anytime she starts talking about her husband, just be like, I have AIDS and cerebral palsy. Well, HIV. No, HIV, yeah. I just, the word AIDS is funnier, if that yeah. makes sense. HIV is very serious and scary, but if you're just like, AIDS, like, yeah. you, you just yell that into a crowd, someone's going to giggle, right? That reminds me of that one uh, episode of South Park with uh, Jared, where he says, I lost all that weight through having AIDS. It's like, you'd be surprised how much weight you can lose when you have AIDS. And the kids were like, yeah, I bet. But he meant that he had uh, training AIDS, right? To help him exercise and oh, stay on his yeah, diet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so that was the joke. But that the was worst... back when, um, that, that was back before we knew what a creep Jared was. The worst HIV story I ever heard um, was this woman who was a nurse, and she'd been married for like 20 years to this guy. One day she was moving his Bible, and his I'm HIV positive paperwork fell out. Oh, no. And uh, he had had it for a while and never told her, and then she went and immediately got tested. It turns out she was positive, too. Uh, and, of course, she divorced him and was you know dealing with yeah. her life as like an older like HIV positive woman. And I'm like, I think that's my justifiable homicide line. Yeah, we, we've discussed that before, and there are certain lines where it's like, once someone has done something to you, then that's a good time to say, you know what? I think it's okay to premeditate this person's murder and then go through with it. Well, for her, I think she just wanted to get back some sense of normalcy in her life, and like forgiving him for that was was more for her, I think, than for him. You know, she cut him out of her life and stuff, but like, of course. Oh my God, that like just. Oh, and I get it. Like, I understand. Like, I, I always say, like, oh, it's justifiable homicide. But, like, I get it. When a shitty thing happens, you know what doesn't make the situation any better? Revenge. Right. Because, I mean, it would be a lot harder to have a, to live a normal life in prison. Well, also, like, you know, AIDS is not like on Highlander rules. It's not like if you kill him, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> then, the, then the AIDS goes away. Like, there can be only one with AIDS. That's, I think you're thinking of vampires, right? You kill, like, the king vampire and all the others. Yeah, go away. yeah, yeah. You kill so, patient zero and everyone's AIDS is cured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine I guess, if it uh, did work that way, but no one's ever tried. Well, but, because like, patient zero is almost assuredly dead by now. Maybe, maybe. No, or, absolutely or are they are. They actually... They well they tracked they actually tracked HIV uh, way back. They, I mean they don't know who official patient zero is, but they traced it back to the Congo in like the early 1900s, like through genetic markers and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I like to imagine that patient zero is still alive and immortal somewhere, living in a castle in Romania. Well, uh, what's really cool is um, a lot of and this is really interesting. So a lot of new diseases come out of uh, around the Congo and the Great Rift Valley, and the reason is because that's where. Uh, they believe humanity started was out of the Great Rift Valley, so that's why it's really important to study diseases and stuff that are there where humanity began. Right. Very fascinating. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was uh, the Dear Wesleys, and boy, that was mm, that was some um, depressing, depressing second story. Not as depressing first story. Well, uh, should we get into impeachment news? Because that's what the thing is going to be all about today. Okay, so impeachment. Let's, um, just speaking of depressing, you know that um, Joe Biden's uh, son, Hunter Biden, is uh, has passed on, right? Yeah. 
Trump was trying to attack Joe Biden's dead kid for political gain. Like, not let's not kid ourselves here. Trump was being a really shitty person going after Joe Biden's deceased family members in order to just gain a little bit of an advantage in an election. So the whole the whole trail all the way down is just shitty actions on top of shitty actions. If this was completely legal to turn to foreign powers for an advantage in an election, Trump did it in one of the worst ways you possibly could. Now, I do want to address this just because it's important that we get out ahead of this. We don't want buttery Biden to be the next buttery Mel's, right? With uh, everyone saying, what about Hillary's emails? What about being, what about Benghazi? That was always a conspiracy theory. It was never anything. Did Americans die at an embassy overseas? Sure, like five of them did, but 50 died under Bush, and none of them were ever pinned on Bush, let alone who was Bush's Secretary of State? Do we even know? Uh, Rumsfeld? Rumsfeld, yeah. Rumsfeld, yeah. No one says old Rummy was responsible for those 50 dead people during Bush, and you could say, well, there's a war back then. Six of the deaths were related to the war. The rest were all at other embassies. Under Obama and under Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, we were so much infinitely safer that 50 embassy deaths was reduced all the way to Four, well, that's because and people tried to pin it on them forever. Everything had an undertone of, but he's black. Yeah. But, but they knew that wouldn't play with the home audience. But uh, anyway, so I want to get out ahead of this before people start saying, what about well, Joe Biden in the Ukraine? Well, I've got a really quick, let's start with this. I've actually got a quick uh, eight bullet point thing on the impeachment process so we but, all but, understand but, how it works. But, but this is just a, a very quick thing about Joe Biden, and then we can get to that. It's just that... Um, Think about the stories that everything about that story is un already known. It happened years ago. Biden publicly withheld funds until a corrupt prosecutor was removed from office. None of this is new info. Biden has bragged about it publicly. It's all open and known and whatever. Joe Biden's son's connected to this because that prosecutor was going after his um, son, but whatever. Okay, so all that's it's out in the open. It's not a conspiracy theory. No crime well, was committed. Well, the article Done. I read brought up a really great point on that. In general, they go, no crime was committed during that. But the bigger thing we should be asking ourselves with the whole uh, Biden and the Ukrainian gas company is how um, United States lobbyists and former government officials and stuff like that are able to peddle influence in foreign countries to make money. Because um, that's basically what that came down to was like this guy who happened to be the son of the vice president uh, was connected to this gas company to make a ton of money. Not illegal, just very like unethical. Yes, illegal. No, we can start with uh, all those contracts that Ivanka got under China after yeah, Trump became president. Exactly, but it's all known. But the whole point is that's just those are all symptoms of the greater disease of allowing uh, you know our government officials and our business people to just be one and the same. Yeah. So uh, you had eleven points. You said you wanted to read. Eight points. Eight All right. Points. So this is something I, because I think it's a little bit confusing. So I want um, to go through this. This is how impeachment works. Um, there are two parts to this. The second part is the U.S. Senate. The first part is the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, part one is the representatives have to vote on a resolution directing a committee to begin impeachment inquiry. Uh, it's actually disputed whether the Constitution requires this step. This step. Impeachment against uh, Nixon and Bill Clinton began without the resolution. So uh, step one has been achieved. So we can put a check mark next to that, right? Yes. Official inquiry achieved. Then a committee will have to investigate the wrongdoing by the president and gather evidence before deciding whether to draft articles of impeachment accusing him of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. That's really important, the fact that it can be treason, bribery, or other or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Other high crimes and misdemeanors is not specifically defined. If you believe that it's a high crime or a misdemeanor, such as abuse of power, you're good. So that's going to be the next step. Uh, I'm fairly certain that that will happen. It yes. would be weird to start it and then stop there, because uh, we have all the proof we need. Uh, step three, uh, the House of Representatives debates and votes on whether to impeach. You need a simple majority, right? Um... Part four, if the House votes to impeach, which they almost more almost assuredly will, it goes to the Senate for a trial. And this is when things get interesting. Uh, the trial is held in the Senate, the only body which can remove a president. And remember, the Senate right now is red and run by Mitch McConnell. I still predict that mm. McConnell will ride in on a white horse and save the republic. Um, I feel the, like McConnell's... Now, most likely McConnell will block 
uh, in, in a vote for impeachment from ever happening, but at least it'll be on record that Mitch McConnell fought to the death to protect him, if that's what happens. But I don't know. At the same time, maybe Can they he... really will vote on it so and boot, if that, give him well, the boot. Well, here's the thing, and I don't understand. If the House votes, the Senate can't block a trial, right? Because the House has voted, now the Senate has to have the trial, right? Uh, they can k- keep kicking the can down the road. They can... Uh, there are ways around that. Like, the trial could just be held by um, the Supreme Court justice justices instead. Um, like, uh, yeah. what's his name? George, Judge Roberts is in charge of it all right now? Right. So that's what I'm getting to next. The trial is held in the Senate. Uh, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, which is Chief Justice Roberts, oversees the trial with a group of House members serving as prosecutors and the senators as the jury. The president can pick defense attorneys. He's fucked on that one because no one wants to representative. So chances are it'll be Rudy Screamy Giuliani, which is going to be fun. America! Oh, we have a wonderful story about Rudy Giuliani freaking the fuck out in an Uber. <laughs> the Senate then passes a resolution setting the rules for conducting the trial. I don't see anywhere where they can really kick it down the road, but I'm sure they always can. So a conviction, here's where it is. Conviction requires two-thirds of the vote by Senate. You need 67% or you need 100 Senate seats uh, to vote for uh, a conviction. Uh, If found guilty, it says the president is removed and replaced by the vice president. There is no appeal. Uh, But I wonder, I'm confused then, because you can also be impeached without removal, but it doesn't say here what that is. It's... If you're impeached without removal, then that's just like a slap on the wrist. Right, but it'll definitely ruin you in the next election. But So would that be would if that you, fall under the Senate passing the resolution setting the rules for the trial? Uh, what do you mean? Which one? Uh, uh, impeachment without removal. Uh, right. I mean, you could also just be impeached and acquitted. Like, that's what happened to Bill Clinton. He was impeached and acquitted, so he didn't have to step down. If he was uh, found guilty, then they probably would have removed him. Okay, so uh, I think... Impeachment is the process you go through. It's not uh, the end result. So I think, and we've never had a president actually impeached, but... And removed. So I've flipped. You know, I thought impeachment was dead, but now I think it'll definitely pass the House. I think if it makes it to the Senate... It's already passed uh, the House. It's already passed it. Like, I mean... I mean, mean step step one, but I'm talking about, like, step two. I mean, like, once the House votes to impeach... It's going to be months before, um, you know, real... Before it's even ready to go to the Senate, because yeah. invest. Uh, so, if anyone is still confused at this point, um, Trump was caught red-handed telling the Ukrainians that uh, he wanted dirt on Joe Biden, and he had tons of um, money and military aid to provide right. them. And he said that you ain't getting it until I get dirt on Joe Biden. And, and to further complicate that, he he admitted several times, like, and then the aid was held up. Yeah. Uh, until the Ukrainians investigated Joe Biden, he released a. So they haven't released the actual transcripts of the call yet. They released but, uh, a memo of it. And right. Even the memo's incriminating. Is incriminating, yeah. So even their version of events is pretty but, incriminating. Like, like even what they want us to see just has him dead to rights. And every time he does anything, he incriminates other people. Like the, and, these documents incriminate Mike Pence, and then his speech on TV to try to mitigate things incriminated uh, Bob Barr, the Attorney right. General. So I don't know what's going to happen with his the president's personal lawyer because Rudy Rudy, Rudy Screamy Giuliani may also be in trouble for conducting state business as a private citizen without clearance. Rudy Giuliani went over to the Ukraine to begin this whole process of trying to get dirt right. on um, dirt on freaking uh, Joe Biden, and so he is also tangled up in this whole mess. And the White House is already setting him up to be the fall guy, but that's right. not so going to be who's... enough because I mean everyone else is already implemented now. This well, is who's... blatant abuse of power from the president. Right. Then who's going to be, I wonder who's going to be Trump's lawyer if Giuliani's also on trial. I think you can be on trial and also serve as his lawyer. But okay. here's the thing about Giuliani is uh, this is a fantastic story I heard about. So Giuliani has been going on TV and admitting to crimes because he's a insane but then he got into an uber after one of his many television appearances and he just started losing his shit uh, around the uber driver saying that, that the whistleblower thinks he's a hero he's no hero i'm gonna be the hero when all this is over and uh, the uber driver's like dude my dude are you okay and uh so yeah that's um it's crazy well, how this old man is just losing well, his mind and he is one of the closest people to the president and defending the president well, Mitch McConnell, or I'm sorry, Rudy Giuliani also has that liar-liar disease where he goes on TV then just starts admitting to everything. Yep. 
Like, I think that he's not self-aware enough to realize he has the, 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 that curse where he can only tell the truth, but he does it every time. <laughs> he's the most honest yep. man in government. Like, he's the kind of guy you'd put on trial for murder and be like, did you kill that person? Why would I kill people? Of course I killed him. I buried him in the backyard <laughs> under the oak tree. Did you, to, did you just admit to murder? Of course I did. I'm the hero. Uh, and, if it, uh, uh, and I just wanted quite. to bring this back up. If anyone's not aware of why we yell America whenever we're doing impressions of Rudy Giuliani, look up Rudy Giuliani RNC 20... Was it... Would it have been 2016, right? Or no, 2015? Yeah, the RNC in 2015, Rudy Giuliani, and he has just given this long-winded speech, at which point he just screams, America! Really loud several times. It's insane. Well, but, here's the interesting yeah. Here's the interesting thing. Sorry, to go back to McConnell. Uh, so McConnell actually said in March the Senate would have no choice but to hold uh, a trial if the House voted for impeachment. But the same article also says that he could do what he did when Barack nominated Merrick Garland for the Supreme Court. And just kick just, it down the road forever. He could, but I'm trying to find out when is McConnell up for re-election? 2020. He's up for re-election in 2020. So Yep. He's got kind of a tight rope to walk as I don't know if he's going to run again or retire, but uh, if they table impeachment now... Oh, like God, if, I hope he retires. That would just simplify the whole matter. Well, if they if they table impeachment, um, and it, I guess it, a lot of it depends on if we keep, if the, if the uh, Democrats keep the House and if the Senate goes blue. If the Senate goes blue, you know 100% impeachment uh, goes forward. But I still think that Republicans, if they play their cards right can come in as the saviors of the republic for impeaching this guy and i don't think they'll take too big a hit and i think it would put a whole new face on the party if they That's, flipped so here's the thing about trump and his impeachment is i think the reason why it's working this time is because people have been wanting to get rid of this monster for a long time and everyone, this is a very everyone this hates a, his guts yeah. And this is a very simple, and that's what we were talking about this earlier, like what makes this so much simpler than Mueller's fucking stupid report right. is this is a very simple, I can tell you in one sentence what he did wrong. And then if you want, you can try to argue back, but it's not like collusion where like we had to argue, what's, what does collusion mean? This, this is a simple, he did it, he's admitted to it, his lawyer's admitted to it. The, tra the, the, the memo of the transcript he sent it basically admits to it. Uh, it's a done deal and it's very easy to understand. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, an attempt to influence foreign powers to investigate a political rival outside of legal channels. Yeah. So. And now he's oh my favorite part was he was calling for the whistleblower to be executed as a spy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so insane. Like he just ah. God, but it's because the whole thing's happening so fast that the White House and Trump and everyone else is being caught off guard. So Trump's like freaking out and saying, well, maybe this whistleblower is just like a spy. And, you know, we were a lot harder on spies back in the day. Maybe we, sh maybe we should have him killed. Which, by the way, uh, oh, first of all, that form of uh, intimidation is also an impeachable offense by itself. Also, maybe you shouldn't threaten the CIA. I'm pretty sure they've killed at least one president, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, it turns out, see, the reason why we know about this um, phone call to the Ukraine is because a whistleblower um, filed a a formal report about it saying that uh, the president's doing some really fucked up shit and that whistleblower thanks to the new york times we know was a member of the cia who was assigned to the white house um i like that we don't have the exact identity yet and i'm glad because that doesn't get that gives them they don't have a chance at character assassination they they want to do that and like everyone's yeah. pissed at the new york times for even saying it's a member of the cia before that we had no clue who it was and the, yeah and and the problem is fucking new york times i i you know i used to be on the side of the new york times but i'm just like what a fucking shithole fucking i mean they do some good reporting but then other times they fucking out a whistleblower, which is dangerous for all whistleblowers. That would be like the New York yeah. Times, like, hey, here's a really cool list of all the undercover DEA agents in the entire world. Yeah. So, um, that's hey. literally a plot to a bunch of movies where they're trying to keep people's <laughs> identities from being published. And the New York Times is like, hey, here's a list. Uh, but speaking of um, secret identities, by which I mean speaking of secrets, so many members of the Senate, like Republican members of the Senate, have always hated Trump's guts. Like, anyone who is worth a damn knows that this guy is toxic, that working for him will ruin your career, that it will get you into legal troubles, that he will demand loyalty, then throw you under the bus. 
first chance he gets, first time it would be to his benefit at all, he'll definitely do it. So they all know not to work with him. They all they don't like him, certainly, because like one member of the Senate was saying, it's like, he's a Republican, but he says, I, I hate this guy so much. Every single day I have to defend stuff that I didn't even say, tweets that he does, and everyone says, oh, the president said this. Well, what do you think about it? And he's like, I, I didn't say that, though, but now I have to defend it because otherwise I'm uh, betraying Trump or I'm betraying the Republican Party. These people hate his guts, and they've been putting up with this for so long. And Trump just finished dodging the bullet of the Mueller report that only the only reason the Mueller report didn't work is because that was bringing a book to a Twitter fight, right? Like, that's 500 yeah. pages. No one can read that shit. No one's going to read that shit that well, also, isn't already smart enough to know that he's a criminal in the first place. This, the structural flaw in the Mueller investigation was the reason it's so important that they started impeachment inquiry is because... Uh, once the inquiry is started, which should have been done before the Mueller report, they should have started an impeachment inquiry and folded the Mueller report into part of the inquiry because it has teeth. The House and the Senate can now compel you to release documents and shit, whereas, like, the problem with letting the FBI do it is the FBI reports to who? The Attorney General, which is appointed by who? The President. So, basically... Yeah the president's uh, own dude is investigating him. So you think there's yeah, a conflict of interest there? I mean, back whenever we had the racist Keebler elf, at least that guy, um, oh, what was his name again? Oh, uh, Jeff, <clears throat> Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Yeah, Jeff Sessions. At least he wasn't as deplorable as A.G. Barr is. Now, A.G. Barr 100% behaves as though he is Trump's personal defense attorney. He is doing everything he can to protect this guy. But, like, I'm sure that even he is starting to realize Trump has no loyalty because Trump has already thrown A.G. Barr, who saved his ass from the Mueller report, under the fucking bus. First chance he had with this current investigation. So, yeah. But that didn't protect Trump. That just got A.G. Barr in trouble, too. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, so, I guess. But yeah, that's I'm why just, only like has beens and people that had no political future anyway have been congregating around Trump and have been latching onto him like sucker fish, hoping for little bits of giblets of power. But yeah, like that's why the White House runs on a skeleton crew. That's why this well, is the, skeleton, the way it is. The skeleton thing is pretty interesting. I found out basically the reason <laughs> that he keeps people as the acting whatever instead of giving them the job is so he can basically have them permanently auditioning for a job and then he can just get rid of them at any point, making them more loyal to him. Right, but there's also um, tons of, like, empty, thousands of empty critical roles that doesn't even have an acting person in charge. It's just yeah. nothing. Well, because he doesn't care about the nuts and bolts of government. Right, he, he doesn't know anything about it. He knows nothing about it and he doesn't want to learn and it was never his goal to run the government. He's just trying to, you know, smash everything and grab as much money as he can. Yeah, um, While making so, life hell for uh, minorities. So I wonder if, uh, if if McConnell's got a 2020 re-election bid coming up. I wonder how it's going to play for him if he... if Because he, remember, he's the best at like making stuff not happen forever. But I wonder if he'll let the vote go. I mean, maybe. So they said, they said right now... Sorry, I, I had I to think, look I, up numbers. I think that it might work this time just because, like I was saying, these senators secretly hate his ass, and they have been putting up with him for so long, and they know that even if they help him so dodge the, around this, there's just going to be another thing. It's just going to keep happening. So the Senate has 53 Republicans and 47 Democrats, right? Right. In an impeachment hearing, I assume that almost all the 47 will go. And they said recently, the GOP said if the vote was held in secret, that at least 30 automatically would go towards impeachment. Mm -hmm. um, and so That was before get, this current thing, by the way. That was just about yeah. if the Mueller thing was impeached or went so, to impeachment. So you need, right now, it says you need two-thirds, which would be 100 seats, that's, I guess. That's 100%. Oh, is that 100%? Yeah, there are 100 senators. Sorry, there are 100 seats. What is 67%? How many senators do you need? Uh, hold on. 100 divided by 3. So 66? 67? So Let's you would say need 67. 60, so you would need 67, right? Sure. So that means that you would need all 47 Democrats. Let's do the math here. What's, what's 47? 67 minus 47. 67 minus 47 equals 20. So you basically just need 20, uh, and I think McConnell could let them, I feel like McConnell, if he wanted to let the vote go and get rid of Trump, um, which would be a, a money move, he just needs to find 20 Republicans that uh, aren't either aren't up for re-election or this wouldn't hurt the re-election bid, and make sure they vote impeachment and this guy's gone, and then a Democrat will take the White House in 2020, 
because uh, there's no way Pence has the charisma to win. Pence yeah. has the charisma has less charisma than a real doll. Uh, Democrat Pence takes the executive. He's a real doll, but he's like a really unpopular real doll, like a real doll you still wouldn't have sex with. Yeah, so uh, uh, Democrat takes the House and or I'm sorry, takes the presidency in 2020, which means they probably draw enough fire for the bad economy where the bottom's about to fall out. That Republicans gain the Senate and maybe the House back in what 2024. Uh, that's a bit quick. Um, it'd probably take longer than that, but yeah, it could but, happen. So, so basically, you stick your your next Democratic president and you stick your Democratic House, and if you end up with a Democratic Senate. Uh, you stick them with the worst economy that we've had probably since the Great Depression uh, and then walk away whistling like, well, that was fun. So, so Trump I, may go away, but my point is the political thing is still pretty bleak as far as what's about to happen. And everyone blames the president for whatever happens to the economy when they're in charge, whether they earned it or not. You know, right? They blamed Obama for Bush's shitty economy and then they fucking gave Trump pr- fucking... Props for, for Obama's, Obama's economy. fucking economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's annoying. Like, it's a lot more at stake than just the president, you know? Yeah. So uh, in Womp Womp news, and this sort of ties back to uh, the GOP uh, voting against Trump if given the chance, when mm. no one was looking, uh, remember how Trump was trying to um, take a bunch of funds from the military to finish his border wall? Because he really, really wants yeah. to see his wall finished by 2020 because he thinks that would give him a good shot at being reelected. And yeah. we were just saying that, you know, he was even saying that in addition to these funds he's trying to, like, seize and force into the wall, that he was like, go ahead, break all the laws you want, that whole story. Has anybody, no one's well, told him about the Great Wall of China, right? How when people die, they would just build them into the wall? Because <laughs> I feel uh, like if someone, if someone Trump, got him a Trump children's... can't learn new things. No, but if someone got him a children's picture book that showed how the Chinese used slave labor and, like, uh, criminals to build the wall, I'm certain that he would have buses of just people picked up, like, building the wall till they died because he saw it somewhere else. I could, yeah, I could see that happening. You know what I mean? Okay, listen, these immigrants, they're going to be part of the wall. They're going to build it till they die, and we're going to bury them in it. But uh, Trump trying to steal all that money from the military? Well, the Senate voted on this, and uh, they voted nope by an unstoppable majority. 11 GOP voted against Trump. And I know what you're saying. Why just 11? Because that was exactly how many they needed for it to be too big of no for Trump to flip their um, vote back around and say do it again. Yeah, because he vetoed it, right? And they were like, too bad. Yeah. So um, what happened was uh, McConnell allows certain members of the GOP uh, to vote against uh, GOP legislation if um, if it's safe for them to vote no. So McConnell will figure right. out whose districts would be the most angry at them. And he's like, well, you yeah. can still vote yes for this, but you and you and you, your districts won't care that much, so y'all have to take the bullet and, and vote that's, no. That's why I'm wondering when These are all the backroom comes... deals where McConnell yeah. tells people how they vote. So I wonder, so that makes me wonder in 2020 with McConnell coming up and a bunch of GOP seats coming up, um, especially if they're coming up for re-election and they're, they're not seeking re-election, that's a safe vote for impeachment, right? Yeah, maybe. If you're, if, you're, if you're not running for re-election, then you can vote however way you want. So that would be, yeah, vote for impeachment. It's not going to affect you anyway. Right. I mean, um, I hope... Now, one of... McConnell is so proud of the fact that he stopped... Um, or that he was able to block Obama from uh, getting a SCOTUS because it made him feel like he had so much power. Maybe he, he really will. does. Maybe he'll stop and think, well, you know what would make me feel even more powerful is if I brought down a president. And so he decides to vote against Trump. And um, well, remember, you know, we said that he, he, the they boot. would, yeah, they would turn Maybe. on Trump immediately as soon as his political capital ran out. And, and it's gone. It's gone. I can't get shit anymore. Well, I just, I can't, yeah. The fact that they vote, they, 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 they pulled the purse strings back from him shows that, like, they're. Oh. I mean, so far, McConnell hasn't done anything to obstruct this, by the way. McConnell put pressure on Trump to release the transcripts, and Trump still didn't release the transcripts. He just released a memo. The real transcripts, Trump hid on a private server, the most highly secure server in in the world, I think, Uh, certainly in the United States. And so it is being subpoenaed right now that he has to release it. You think he's calling Hillary right now to find out how she, like, acid-washed her servers so that, like... He can do the same, all the stuff he accused her of doing. One of the things he did was actually a QAnon theory, which is um, that Hillary's uh, email servers are in the Ukraine. It was one of the things he tried to get from the Ukrainians was Hillary's email servers. Why would her servers be in the Ukraine? That's a QAnon theory. 
That's but that's th- so, those but are that, those are conspiracy the, theorists so that the, um, the, are super pro Trump, and Trump started reading them, and apparently he believes them because he's putting pressure on the Ukraine to get Hillary servers. Why would they be there? I don't know. I don't read QAnon. Uh, the pro, yeah, that's a, that's that, and that's that's the I feel like the true victim of this crazy time we're living in is I. I used to love conspiracy theories. They were fun. They were interesting. They had a hint of truth. I always now, liked the Anunnaki. I always liked the lizard people theories. That was fun. Right. They were they were either they were either fun and outlandish, or it was just like I don't know. Maybe elements within the government <laughs> did uh, put Lee Harvey Oswald in the right place to shoot Kennedy. Who knows? Um, but now it's just like. Ah, oh, God, conspiracies for the sake of conspiracies, and they're just dumb and easy to debunk. Because they're trying to, like, create a scenario in which Trump is not a complete fucking moron. Yeah. And trying to say, it's because he's playing 4D chess. you got to understand. He's not playing 4D chess. He's playing checkers, and he swallowed three of the pieces. Like No, he's, he's playing checkers on a Monopoly board, and he's, he fucking ate some of the pieces, and he's got cards from a sorry game. And, uh, and he got, and, like, one chess piece, like, stuck in his throat, and instead of motioning for the Heimlich maneuver, he swallowed a second piece to try and dislodge it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Seth, Seth Meyers joke. <laughs> I didn't come up with that myself. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Fucking checkmate. Chess piece in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> I swallowed the queen. She'll get you. Yeah. Uh, yeah so <laughs> the queen chess piece. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, and um, chaos on bullshit mountain news. And this is another reason why I feel like this is the real deal. Is that um, there is chaos inside Fox News as impeachment looms. Uh, management's already told Shepard Smith to stop attacking Tucker Carlson. Like, the, the anchors are attacking each other live on air. Uh, Lumpy Hannity uh, privately says the whistleblower is really bad for Trump. And Paul Ryan has told uh, Latchlin to start preparing for a um, post-Trump future. Oh, is for... Paul... Wait, is Paul Ryan running Fox News now? Yes. Fox... Uh, or... For anyone not aware, Paul Ryan, the former Republican Speaker of the House before um, Nancy Pelosi took over, uh, he joined the Fox News Board of Directors after leaving the Senate. What an asshole. One thing that I think is, like, super dumb is that Paul Ryan, uh, he says that he's embarrassed about Trump, but now he actually has the power to do something about it. Not when you... (laughs) Not when when you're fucking Speaker of the House. But when you're on Fox News, yeah, that's... But now that I'm a private citizen in a giant corporation, I finally have true governing power. That might be the truest fucking thing he's ever said. I, I mean, yeah, he might, he may not be wrong there. Who do you think has more power, an elected senator or a rich Fox News board member? Probably a rich Fox News board member. They influence more people. Like, remember, we couldn't impeach on Mueller because not enough U.S. citizens understood the Mueller report. But everyone can understand this, so he's getting impeached. Like, I'm the so message surprised is out that, there. I'm so surprised that Mueller didn't just turn in the final thing in, like, old medieval Latin, you know, just to make it more obscure. Yeah. Oh, and fucking Lindsey Graham is still on Trump's side. He was trying to say, I do declare you're doing all this on his side. Well, that's because well, Lindsey Graham is, uh, I assume his Senate seat's not safe unless he, like, you know, pretends to go after Trump the whole time. Yeah. But uh, he's people from South are, Carolina. People today are reminding um, Lindsey Graham of the time uh, Linda Tripp, uh, her, that person's hearsay was used to uh, impeach Bill Clinton. So, yeah, you can impeach a president on hearsay, Lindsey Graham. You led the charge before doing it in the past. So, yeah. Do you think Lindsey Graham was just upset that someone else blew Bill Clinton instead of him? Because that's his, like, fantasy of because he's in the closet? Very likely. I shouldn't, I shouldn't insult Lindsey Graham for being gay uh, secretly. I should assault him on the merit of being a spineless, uh, do-nothing waste of a politician. Uh, I insult um, closeted gay Republicans because they use their power to attack other gay people because they're embarrassed about being gay themselves when they need to just come at, like Mike Pence, he just needs to come out of the closet, admit that the whole mother fantasy is because he sees her as just like a mom figure that lives with him rather than someone to have sex with and that he really wants a man. And if he could just have a man, even for a moment, he would be able to stop trying to kill gay people. What do you think would happen? Mike Pence becomes president. Would you take a dick from Mike Pence if it meant he would stop attacking the gays? uh, I guess so. If it would, if it would truly and really help a whole bunch of underserved people, yeah, I guess I would take a Mike Pence dick. I don't want to, but I I guess you know, lie back and think of England girls. Yeah, like I was thinking about that myself. He's made out of um, 
like latex or plastic or something because he's a real doll that was animated by the blue fairy and then well, what i was gonna the say but let this let us blow your mind for a minute trump's impeached pence becomes president right right pinch introduces not mother but his new husband as the first man the first gentleman. I was so looking forward to Bill Clinton being the first gentleman. I wasn't because happen. he's an asshole. <laughs> and that's the problem. He's, what is, is. he's <laughs> a super, he's a super charming asshole, but he fucking ruined Monica Lewinsky's life. And everybody yeah, was on board with that. And the motherfucker has never even apologized. A lot of people have never apologized. I mean, Jay Leno was on Monica every single night and he's yeah. never apologized for it. Exactly. Like, so, you know, as funny as it would be like, haha, Bill Clinton. So I was like, Bill Clinton, you were a fucking asshole, dude. This woman was an intern. The least you could have done was stepped up and been like, yeah, I was, uh, I was inappropriate and she did nothing wrong. She was a merely a 20 year old intern, you know, and I being the most powerful man in the free world took advantage of her. And for that, I apologize. Could have just done that, mm-hmm. you know, stepped up, been a man about it, but no nope. fucking ruined her life. And then you're just going to cruise around the world. Like nothing's wrong. Yep. Yeah, and that's what bothers me so much about it is I feel like I would really like hanging out with Bill Clinton. I'm just like uh, in my head right now picturing myself under uh, President Mike Pence's desk blowing him if it would save the nation. Sorry, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Bill Clinton. (laughs) Just close your eyes, Mike, and think of mother. (laughs) Oh, oh, mother. Well, I did read a scary article about Pence the other day about basically all his hardline stances are because of his wife. And she's in, like, she chooses his staff. She's in, like, every meeting he's in. Like, so she really pulls the strings. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't say no to mother. Look at, um, <laughs> God, what's that guy's name from uh, Psycho? Uh, Norman oh, Bates. Yeah, he is kind of a Norman Bates of a vice president, right? What's, what's, what's that, mother? Of course, mother. Oh, no, mother. I would never do that. I would never. I would never defy oh, you. Oh, man. She, I'm sorry. I just looked up because I, I, I didn't know what Karen Pence looked like. Um, I, I do from, um, what's it called, uh, Cartoon President. She looks like she would call management at every store she's ever been to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's um, probably not a nice lady, I would imagine. She doesn't look nice. She's got that look like I'd like to speak to the manager. This water is tepid. <laughs> but it Hold says she is an American. I, I only says... know her cartoon form, and her cartoon form looks charming. It says she's an American educator, teacher, and painter. Painter? I want to know where she's a teacher at. She taught at the John. Oh, Strange... God, she looks like Miss Jan. Does she? A bit. No. Look up Karen Pence. Uh... I'm looking at her face right now. Uh, on the Wikip- her Wikipedia page, I mean. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. But anyway, really? the point is, the point is, uh, if you go down to the second photo of her, she definitely, with that hair and those pearls... You know she's calling the manager, and some waiter's getting fired. Okay, yeah, that looks like the the manager photo. The top one, she seems more charming. I was about to say, I don't, I don't see it there. She doesn't look um, mean there. Second picture, oh, that's the aha, that's very cute. Let me talk to your boss. You're she, getting fired today. In that second picture, she looks like every fourth grade teacher I ever hated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. How many fourth she grade teachers like, did you have? Well, I mean, I moved. I went. I got kicked out of a lot of schools growing up. Uh-huh. I had at least two, maybe three, because I was I went from private school to public school to homeschool. So, ah, she looks like which, your mother then. Yeah, I was gonna say which dun, makes that dun, ironic dun. because like mother. Um, Hello, mother. But, but yeah, uh, she, yeah, she just like oh, like it just she's looking at her takes me back to that like weird those weird weird nineteen eighties nineteen nineties conservative women with like the shoulder pads and like the bad bangs, you know? Yeah. Oh man, I don't want her back there. But what do you think her bangs are hiding? Uh, probably Hillary's email server, if I had to guess, <laughs> and maybe her, some information about Benghazi. Her forehead is the Ukraine. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, so uh, road to impeachment continues. But um, uh, yeah, pretty much right now we're just gotta stop, wait, and see where the Senate goes. Um, because like I said, so far Mitch McConnell hasn't done anything to stop it, and if he doesn't. I'm pretty sure it's going to go through. If he doesn't get impeached, it's going to be by a very narrow margin, and then he'll go on to lose 2020, the election. I can't imagine him winning with the impeachment looming. So everyone out there that thinks this is it, we finally got him, and Trump's going to get the boot, most likely nothing's going to happen. But here's the thing. We are going to see 
this slow-moving disaster play out between now and the 2020 election. Like, there's never going to be a conversation that does not... Uh, politically, like at the debates and all of that, or interviews on TV that does not include. So, how about that Trump being impeached? So, like, and that's yeah, that's they super might bad want they might want to like speed this yeah. up and get Trump impeached and removed before the RNC so that they can start running Pence and put all this behind them. That's a possible. They have until July, I think it is, that uh, the RNC mm. takes place. Yeah. So, and it'll be interesting to see which direction they go. How much is this going to hurt their re-election chances in 2020? Because that's when the Senate, there's a bunch of Senate seats up. Uh, and I think the Democrats only need to gain four seats to control the, the, the Senate. To and have they a already majority. control the House. Yeah, yeah, to have a majority. So um, it may not even be up to the GOP if the Democrats can just keep their seats and gain four. Yeah, but I mean, by that point, if he loses the election anyway, we don't have to remove him. Yeah, but, so. but also, once he's once he's private citizen Trump, remember those uh, eight accounts of uh, impeach or not impeachment of uh, obstruction of justice from the Mueller report. Yeah, all that will then get him arrested. Like all those trials will then begin. He has committed a lot of crimes that the presidency has protected him from, and it's all gonna come back to bite well, him. Well, what's ass. scary is that the same thing happened to Julius Caesar. The Romans used to have a law that said. You can't be uh, put on trial for crimes when you're one of the proconsuls of Rome. So, uh, what's his name? Uh, Caesar, so that he stayed proconsul uh, forever, went and got Rome into like a forever war with the Gauls. So uh-huh. as long as he held that command, like they couldn't, because all these people were like, man, as soon as Caesar's term is up, we are going to fuck him in the ass with a bunch of subpoenas. So yeah. he started a forever war, basically got a hold of an army and then came back and they were like, hey, you got to give up now. Your time's up. And he's like, but I have this army. And they're like, uh, well, that's not how that works. And he goes, too bad. Crossing the Rubicon. Uh, <laughs> crossed, crossed the Rubicon and fucking destroyed Rome in a civil war and became a dictator. So my whole point is, Hopefully Trump doesn't go invade cis-alpine Gaul uh, and become a forever president. He might try that. I mean, like I said, he has been all caps tweet raging all week since uh, this shit's gone down. Like At first he was very quiet, and then they released the memo, and I thought that he thought, or I'm pretty sure that he thought that he was being clever again and just doing the same playbook that they used with the Mueller report to get out of that. But when that didn't work, he started rage tweeting. So I think he realizes that he's in trouble and it does look like he's pushing for a civil war. So yeah, America might enter to a forever war with itself. If he can convince enough deplorables to take up arms. And this, this might come back and bite me in the ass, but I don't even think he has enough support to start a civil war. Right. But the people that do support him, really support him like the nut jobs that have dug their hills in and will support him no matter what well remember i always use my parents as a litmus test and i think my parents would be like i like nice pence my nice pence <laughs> my mike pounce mike pounce nice pounce nice pounce mike nice pence. pounce oh pounce nice pence. pounce that's a good name for a cat i mean mike um, pounce is a good name for a cat that's, that's my next cat my next cat's name is mike pounce um <laughs> it has to be like a a solid white cat cannot be a hint of color in him just like right. mike pence Uh, But yeah, my whole point was uh, I think there are enough middle-of-the-road evangelical conservative Christians, blah, 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 that would be very happy to be given an alternative to Trump. Just a nice, quiet, real doll of a human being. I know they would. Like, the, um, the only other thing that could happen besides them, like, if they don't push to have Trump ousted before the RNC then McConnell probably will dig his heels in and never let this impeachment go to trial. Yeah, but he may not have a but, choice. Remember, if the uh, the Democrats take control of the Senate, well, uh, that's, he's out. But that's after the election. I mean, Trump removed before the election so that we yeah, have yeah, uh, yeah. Mike Pounce in charge. So there's a lot of ways it could go, but it, it is looking very bad. And yeah, I know you guys are saying like, oh, we've had him on the ropes before. But um, he also doesn't have... Remember, there were like... For a long time, he's he lost. Had, he's lost a lot of support inside of the White House. He's lost a lot of political clout. Well, and remember, the only reason he got here is because currency. WikiLeaks and Russia were in a concerted disinformation campaign. So when the uh, grab him by the pussy tape came out, you know, WikiLeaks was like uh, ordered to uh, release the Podesta emails. Yeah, release the Podesta emails. But none of that exists anymore. We're on to the Russians now. There's no more Podesta emails. There's no nothing. It's just Trump. And this fucking uh, easily understood impeachable offense that stands before us. Yep. And in addition to that, it's like, 
everyone hates him now, and they are so tired of fighting for this guy, this guy who has done nothing for them. He's only cost them votes, deeply embarrassed them, deeply embarrassed America. This Donald Trump is the same guy that spoke at the UN last year and was laughed out of the room. Like, he yeah. is an embarrassment to America. He's embarrassing all of us on the national stage, but he also pisses off these senators constantly. They are sick of him, and they know that even if they help him get past this crime, there's just going to be another one. That's the thing, yeah. He, and, he, he he will get himself impeached or he will not or he will cost them so many seats in the re-elections that yeah it's not worth and, it and, and the democrats but, have been pressuring nancy pelosi non-stop for months to impeach him that's why she was so easy to break when this came out and she was like fine let's just do it i do have you know i guess one word of warning uh there's a japanese saying that i always love they say when the battle is over tighten your helmet straps uh, meaning when you think you've won, that's when you're most vulnerable. So just because impeachment inquiry started or just because he gets impeached does not mean that we've we've won. The Death Star has been blown up, uh, blah, blah, blah. Tighten your helmet straps. There's still more coming, you know. And the next president is going to be the one to be really cautious of. Mike Pounce? Well, I don't count him. I don't count a sitting duck president as the next president. Yeah. I mean, whoever wins the next election in 2020... Uh, whoever becomes president after Trump that's not Mike Pounce. Um, well, they'll be able very, to get away with fucking anything. Like Trump the, has also yeah. massively expanded the uh, the invulnerability right. of, the, of exactly. the seat of the president. Yes. Because this shows that anything short of directly seeking uh, foreign yeah. aid on your... Like you're personally seeking foreign aid because in the Mueller report, he had everyone else around him do it. But with this one, he personally got involved. So there's no more degrees so, of separation. Right. So, so just the next remember, guy like, just has to have someone have has to have the Kafefe boy go out and do it. Yeah. And... The boy. The boy. The 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 burden for truth for for uh, uh, what is allowed. The, the burden president. for proof that it is required to actually pin anything on the president is exponentially astronomical. He's done the equivalent of like if we had made if we had moved murder trials to the point which if you didn't have a necromancer revive the body and have the body describe how you committed the murder on its own that you could never be convicted of murder like that's how outlandish it's gotten so i think we go ahead and get the next guy in office after mike pounce and trump is impeached or loses the election whatever we go and get him in office and as soon as he he like he jaywalks or anything we bring down the hammer of impeachment and then play the uh larry david music yeah. you know the da 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 the curb your enthusiasm theme I, and that's going to be really sad because I would have been looking forward to President Warren for a long time. And she, uh, she'll she make it all of one week before she accidentally um, takes two packets of Splenda when the sign expressly yep. said just take like, impeachment. <laughs> like, we that's be, it. You're out. You're out. We've got to play by the gotta, rules now. we got to impeach like the next three presidents. Yeah. Just we got to go hard, you know? Yeah. That means uh, she'll be out, and then Vice President Oprah, she'll be out, and then uh, Speaker of the House, let's say the robotic Richard Simmons, he's also out. We need and to, then we, need we to can just, finally... Like, we need the head of the Senate to just spank the president on live TV before impeaching them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, get on in it. But yeah, so... Uh, you know, like I said, tighten your helmet straps. It's not over even if he gets impeached. There's a long way to go before we get back to where we should be. Impeachment all I ever wanted. Impeachment, get away, get away. 